Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 432, looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 32. Let's read our passage. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself in this way. Let him eat the bread and drink from the cup. For whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. This is why many are sick and ill among you, and many have fallen asleep. If we were properly judging ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we may not be condemned with the world. This is Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth. He had founded the church five years earlier. He's in Ephesus now on his third missionary journey, and he's sending this letter to the church in Corinth. They are a church with a lot of problems. Some of the problems he's heard about from others, some of it he's received a letter from them asking questions and challenging some of his positions. So he's dealing with various issues, and the issue he's dealing with now is the issue of improper observance of the Lord's Supper. This whole section on the Lord's Supper is chapter 11, verses 17 through 34. The first part, 17 through 22, is just dealing with the problem. The problem is that they're dividing into groups, and they're celebrating the Lord's Supper, and the rich are getting there earlier and having a big meal, and the poor are being left out or getting just the leftovers. So they're abusing the poor in the way that they celebrate the Lord's Supper. And then in 23 through 26, he reiterated the tradition. This is what the Lord's Supper is. It is remembering Christ, remembering what he's done, and observing the meal as a memorial to what he has done. And then today we're looking at verses 27 through 32, and he's providing kind of a so what. What are we going to do about that? The issue here is the body. And then next time we'll look at uh, the other so what, where he's talking about welcoming and receiving one another. So it begins in verse 27 here. So then, and this is right after he reiterated what the Lord's Supper is all about, that it's about remembering what Christ has done, having a meal of memorial to what Christ has done, and proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. That's what the Lord's Supper is. And if you're not doing that, you're doing it wrong. So then, because they are doing it wrong, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. Well, they are doing it in an unworthy manner. Now, it doesn't say you have to be worthy. It says doing it in an unworthy manner. So you're not talking about the person, are they worthy, but the manner in which they are doing the Lord's Supper. If you're messing it up like they are messing it up, they are abusing the poor and they are not properly remembering the Lord. That's the essence of the Lord's Supper is the unity of the body and remembering the Lord. They're not doing either of those. So they are indeed drinking the cup and eating the bread in an unworthy manner. And to do this is to be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord. Well, he's talking body and blood as the Lord's Supper. So now he said body and blood. He means the Lord. If you are doing this, you are sinning against Christ himself. 
So what do you do? Verse 28, let a person examine himself in this way. Let him eat the bread and drink from the cup. Now he's making a contrast here to God's judgment, which occurs a little bit later. And he's saying we need to make some judgments about ourselves first. So examine yourself before God examines you. Now, unfortunately, this gets interpreted sometimes in the modern church as you have to do a deep introspection to make sure that you are worthy to observe the Lord's Supper. That's not what he means, not at all. Not that we shouldn't do such things, but not see if we're worthy, but see if we're in the right mindset. So he's talking about, rather than a deep introspection, am I worthy? He's talking about taking a good look. What are we doing? Because he's talking about the manner in which they're observing the Lord's Supper. And that's the judgment he wants to make to say, oh, okay, is this really the Lord's Supper that we are doing here? Are we gathering as a unified body? And are we properly remembering the Lord? Is that what we're really doing here? That's the kind of judgment he's talking about. That's the kind of examination he's talking about. Then verse 29, this is the central verse of this section. This is the, the bottom line here. For whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. Question here, what does he mean when he says body? Because body can mean a couple of different things, particularly in this letter, particularly in this section. Is he talking about the body of Christ, represented by the bread? Are we talking about the body of Christ, meaning the church of Jesus Christ? Well, usually when he says body, he says blood. Or when he says bread, he says cup. So the fact that it stands here by itself and just given the context and the idea of recognize the body. Someone say, okay, recognize that this bread is the body. No, no, that's, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is recognize the body of Christ, the church the people. Because that's their problem. They're not coming together in unity as the body of Christ. They have divided along sociological lines. And in doing that, they're, they're failing to recognize the body. That's what they're doing. And to do that is to eat and drink judgment on yourself. Now remember, the specific. this is a specific context to a specific church at a specific time. This is them. They are doing this. And by what they are doing, they are pronouncing judgment on themselves. You ought to examine what you're doing beforehand and say, are you really doing it right? And if you're not, then going ahead and doing it wrong, you're bringing judgment on yourself. And verse 30 says, this is why many are sick and ill among you, and many have fallen asleep. Well, Sick and ill, we understand that. Falling asleep, he means dead. He means people have died. The church of Corinth is under the judgment of God. Why? Because they are profaning the things of God. Now, is this a promise that if anybody eats the Lord's Supper unworthy manner, they will get sick and perhaps die? And is it just the people who have done this wrong are the ones who are sick and have died? Well, he doesn't say. The implication is, it's not a one for one that everyone who got sick and everyone who died was guilty of doing something wrong. It's the community is under the judgment of God. And they're all suffering 
because of what they are doing. So the church is under judgment, the whole church. Now, verse 31, he says, if we were properly judging ourselves, we would not be judged. And that goes back up to verse 28. You just stop and take a look at what you're doing, then you wouldn't be under the judgment of God. Then verse 32, he says, but when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined. There's a difference between punishment and discipline. Punishment is getting what you deserve for the wrong you've done. Discipline is corrective in nature. And so Paul says, and what God's doing here is meant to be corrective. He wants to change your behavior. He doesn't want to whoop up on you because you've made him mad. He wants you to fix the problem. And he adds, so that we may not be condemned with the world. And what's he mean there? Well, if the church fails to be the church, then the church is no different than the world. And so the whole point of the discipline is to make corrections so that the church can be the church and different from the world. Because if the church ceases to be different from the world, then, well, then the church is the world. And the people of the church are under the same judgment the world's under. So his point here is, we boil it all down. God thinks this stuff's important. That's why he told us to do it. And when we don't think it's important, then God does take notice and he's not happy. Now, specifically the Corinthian church, what they were doing is they were abusing the poor by setting up their own little private party in advance. And they were abusing the Lord and not properly remembering the Lord, not having this meal actually be a remembrance of the Lord. And so that's what they're doing, and God has judged them accordingly. Now, it's a corrective judgment that he wants to fix. But the point is, this is important, and we should consider it to be important. And unfortunately, many people do approach the Lord's Supper with a bit of nervousness of, if I do this wrong, God will smite me. If I'm not worthy, then God will smite me. If I'm having bad thoughts or a bad day, then I shouldn't take the Lord's Supper. Yes, I, lest I take it in an unworthy manner. Now, when he says take it in an unworthy manner, he sees, means what the church is actually doing. If you've turned it into a party, if you fail to remember what the Lord is doing, then you're profaning the Lord's Supper. And the, most churches don't do that. They celebrate the Lord's Supper in a, in a, in a good way. And, and so the point there is uh, participate in the Lord's Supper, but do so with a serious tone. Not out of fear, though, that God will smite you mightily if you do it wrong. They're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong as a church. And the church is under judgment. Not the individuals, because they're doing it wrong. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.